Hello and welcome to episode 34 of season two of the Connect2 podcast. I'm Jeff Cullen. I'm Mark Hughes. Hey Jeff, how are you today? I'm good, Mark. Yourself? I'm doing okay. Excellent. I'm doing okay. I feel, even though it's not especially cold, I just look outside and I go like, oh, it feels I, cold. No, it's been... It's funny. There's a couple a of times... wintry that, little re re rebound here. Well, I went... Uh, where did I go? I went and... I went and I was talking to um, a guy in the, the store. I think it was a coffee shop. And he says, oh uh -huh. my, is it really cold out? And he says, no, I overdressed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be a lot colder than it was, and uh, yeah. So that's the scoop. Interesting. Hey, how's your arm? My arm falls asleep every now and again, pins and needles, but it's doing better. Um, I have to say, you know, I'll go and do, uh, I've done a few Orange Theory workouts. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes they're a little intensive. Actually, they, in general, are a little intensive. And then I'll... Uh, I'll go like, why is my shoulder sore? And I'm going like, well, it's because you dumbass, you just worked. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know why? Do you know why? You know why I hate when my foot falls asleep in the middle of the afternoon? Why? Because then it'll be up all night. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't started the dad joke yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, um, now I know uh, if you're listening to us, you may be. Listening to us while washing dishes, <laughs> vacuuming, driving, or walking the dog. Oh, but man. if you have a chance, we would love it if you would rate, review, and uh, and subscribe. You can always subscribe. It's not so hard. Uh, particularly on uh, Apple iTunes, because that's where a lot of you find us. Um, so, um, as we continue on our uh, cheery episodes for 2023, we're going to talk today about dealing with aging relatives and what happens beyond very Ooh, sounds very cheerful it sounds cryptic what happens beyond now speaking of things that are a little more cheerful today's coffee is not a sponsor is um, from rooftop coffee roasters out of fernie bc it is a guatemalan and it is supposed to taste of creme brulee Milk, oh wow! Okay, hang on a sec here. Bartlett pear. Ooh, ah, it's unusual tasting. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's actually very nice. <laughs> that was uh, brewed in a Chemex. So there you go. Chemex is our brewer of choice. You know, mm. I got I got spoiled. I have a uh, I bought a new uh, coffee brewer kettle. I think I may have mentioned this. Oh, yeah. It's crazy fast. Like, I basically press a button and I have hot water at exactly the temperature I specify within two or three minutes. Really? Yeah. And uh, come here, I've got a hot plate with a kettle that sits on it. And the thing takes like five or 10 minutes easily. Yep. Um, maybe 10 minutes before it gets boiling and so this sounds like some funky star trek technology you got going there earl gray hot yes it pretty much <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty slick it's actually it's really slick so um yeah so starting off with dad jokes hey did you hear that my uh my penis is was in the guinness book of world records <laughs> Well, it was until the librarian asked me to take it out. Uh, yeah, okay. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I uh, asked my dog what's two minus two. He said nothing. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, Any more? Dad, did you get your hair cut? No, I had the ball cut. Oh, that is definitely. Yeah. That's like the guy who says he's going for a haircut on uh, work hours. His boss said, you can't do that. He said, why not? My hair grew, some of my hair grew on uh, work hours. Said, not all of it. I'm not getting it all cut. <laughs> if it's sink, it's girl ant. If it floats, it's buoyant. If it floats, it's buoyant? Yeah. I didn't get it. <laughs> okay. I'll let you think about oh, it. Oh, girl ant, <laughs> boy ant. Ah, I see. Yeah. What do you call a cult that's hard to get into? A cult that's hard to get into. A difficult. It's a yeah. difficult, yeah. <laughs> I think you're, you're reading my What do you do... What do you call it when a snowman uh, throws a tantrum? <laughs> a meltdown. Uh, girl, my dog accidentally swallowed a whole bag of Scrabble tiles, and we took him to the vet to get him checked out. No word yet. <laughs> we should do an episode just a, a 40 minutes of just reading these. When two vegans get into an argument, is it still called a beef? <laughs> Ah, uh, three years ago, my doctor told me I was going deaf. I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> there you go. Do you want a box for your leftovers? No, but I'll rest you for them instead. Ah, <laughs> uh, customer, so I'd like to buy a bagel with cream cheese. Me, sorry, we only take cash. Manager, can I talk to you? <laughs> Did you hear about the kidnapping at school? It's okay. He woke up. <laughs> uh, I asked my boss for a raise because three companies are after me. He asked me which ones. I replied, gas, water, and electric. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Anyway. All right. I but made a pencil with two erasers. Yeah. It was pointless. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I asked the librarian if she had a book about Pavlov's dog and Schrodinger's cat. She said it rang a bell, but she wasn't <laughs> sure if it was there or not. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh Schrodinger's okay. cat. Woo. Woo. Wow. All right. So what'd you learn this week? Oh, man, it's been a busy week of personal stuff. I have been reading a book that is, uh, interestingly enough, it's about uh, the potential for life after death. But it, it takes a real deep dive into quantum mechanics. And uh, which is sort of a kind of a common thing with some of these sort of more, um, I don't know, esoteric themes. But according to this, and I'm going to verify it, but it, it's got some really good citations. You know, you know, the double slit experiment, right? Yes, yes. Where at the quantum level, I guess they have determined or they've proven in labs that now that certain fairly large molecules also have been seen to exhibit that quantum behavior really which yeah because i mean when it's an electron we know electrons well we know scientists know that electrons don't actually exist as a point right they're a cloud of probability but when a molecule does it that has starts to have some wild implications around 
you know, the quantum at the level of the of Newtonian physics. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I got to read more about that. So that I thought was pretty cool. I also learned in my kid, I just see you're looking at some stuff on chess there, that my younger son is quite the chess guy. Is he? he beat my wife in four and a half seconds. <laughs> she got a little, little irate. <laughs> my son is like that. He's got like these three move checkmates and... So uh, she used to she, she said she used to be able to play him like beat him or at least hold her own at time chess because he wasn't all that fast but he's really speeded up so he's after me to play him now and I uh, I I beat him last week but man it took a lot of time and a lot of effort. Well, and you so, know it, uh, it's funny because what's ended up happening particularly with chess so is. And, and what I learned about chess is that I have real problem with the middle game and finishing. So when there's too many pieces, I have a hard time finishing. Oh. When there's fewer pieces, I have an easier time. And sometimes I miss the really obvious moves. Right. My son is pretty bright. But but it what's ended up happening is you've got all these people and they memorize patterns. Yes. And um, because they memorize a pattern, they know exactly what they need to do in this case. Right. And... Uh, and what I realized is I would often just do stupid things that have that that are not part of a pattern because nobody would do them. And um, anyway, so I, you know, I start you should, okay. You should and, be able to beat him though. That's how Kirk beat Spock in three dimensional chess, right? Yeah, well, chess is really punishes people that don't pay attention by applying. But he applied the unexpected. The illogical move. Well, the reason they're illogical is because like, you lose. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's also a, how he beat the Kobayashi Maru test exactly. by doing the unexpected. Yeah, that's so, just a bit of a theme there. What? Uh, anything else did you learn? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned a couple things. So I mean, I'm a photographer, and there's two photography-related things that. Uh, came up uh one is there's this camera that this new camera that came out so there's all these manufacturers all the manufacturers they're competing hard against each other right um and then um and all of them use similar technology for autofocus Mm. except for one and this one was using this totally different technology that basically didn't perform as well as the others and everything else about their cameras was exceptional except their autofocus, which has kind of become the big thing. Right. So just recently they released a camera and lo and behold, it's got the same kind of autofocus now as everybody else. And this camera is awesome. It's, it's less expensive. Really? It, uh, it does every, well, it, I mean this, so it's Panasonic and Panasonic mm. makes really great cameras. Yeah. That's not a name I would have associated with professional photography equipment. Yeah, and what's particularly strong with Panasonic cameras is they not only do great photography, they do incredible video. Like yeah, they're just right. way, way better than everybody else. Like video cameras? Well, so that I knew. I've seen they some call, of their... They call them hybrid cameras where basically they'll do they'll shoot photography stills as well as video. Okay. And they just super strong. But they still look like an SLR. Not we're not yes. talking those larger No. Um, no, although video, they video use because I know Panasonic makes some 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 of those. Well, that's part of where their strength has come from, right? So the so you know it's kind of I, I'm sitting here going like part of part of me thinks that maybe I should toy with getting one of these cameras uh-huh. because of the price and 
and then but getting a camera anytime i get a new camera i stop using my old camera so i i don't want to do that <laughs> so um, yeah you're like uh, i've known i've known s- s- several musicians like the guitarists are the worst really like yeah guitar players are the worst so drummers like me you know you might have one or two kits that that's pretty unusual. And then bass players, eh, not so bad. Guitarists accumulate. But guitarists. Guitar. I had a, a a guy in my band years ago, and literally he spent like maybe about 12 hours a day playing the guitar and maybe about six hours a day trading guitars. Like every week it would be a new guitar. Oh, He'd bring really? in something and it would be this awesome seven string, you know, unusual. He had a seven string, an eight string. I didn't even know they had these things. And he was like, oh, yeah, I found this on Kijiji and blah, blah, blah. And then the next week, it would be gone. <laughs> He's like, oh, I got rid of that, I, but I got this one now. And so for some of these, and he had probably about 15 guitars that he would uh, uh, just rotate through, and some were special. It reminds me of, uh, we watched, uh, uh, not Motley Crue. What the hell's the name of the movie? The parody oh, documentary, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap with Nigel and his collection of guitars that uh, some of them you're not allowed to touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the other, so you learn, so you're, you're toying with this. New, yeah. Well, so new camera. how much is it by the way? Like roughly? Uh, it's two grand us. Well, it's not bad. No, it, it, to some it's other... cheaper than the competitors. Right. Um, but then you got to buy, you buy into a system. It's not just buying. Sure. The camera you end up buying your flash lenses, system, your lenses, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it yeah. becomes kind of tricky. Um, right. You read all that shit off, though, right? Yeah. You didn't come for that. Um, <laughs> the other thing, the other thing I learned is so, uh, so I, you know, when I edit photos, especially when you're doing people photos, sometimes you need to do little uh, portrait touches up, like lighten up their eyes, mm. and uh, you know, lighten up the any bags and smooth skin a little bit and just subtle things that are not a big deal, but they're tedious and you can do it all in Photoshop. You can do it in Lightroom. It just takes time. And when you're trying to process like, you know, a thousand photos to try and pare them down to 200, you want to be able to do it reasonably quick. Right. And I have this app that I've been using for a long time and they've changed it. They don't offer this app anymore. And I've used it for a long time, probably like eight or nine years. And yeah, they've basically gone to an automated system. So it's an AI based system. It's automated. You basically take your photos, put them in an inferior quality format and you upload them to the cloud and Uh automatically comes back and you pay like 10 cents a photo. Now the catch is, is that uh, with the desktop version that I have, which still works and is pretty awesome. I really like it. It, um, with uh, with that version, some, so what it does is it finds the eyes, and then based on the eyes, it'll make some changes to. Okay, sure. Um, but sometimes it doesn't find the eyes, and it puts right. the eyes somewhere else. <laughs> and so you got to go through and do just like a quick spot check and make sure everything's okay. <laughs> but it takes less time to do the spot check than just try and do all these individual edits because there's like a probably a handful of maybe ten little edits. Okay. You know, color correction. Sorry, this is with with the, the desktop version. With the desktop so it version, so does it 
automatically. It does it mostly automatically, right. but I still, but I don't trust it to do it entirely automatically. Right, you so, got to verify. It. Yeah. And because I've found lots of mistakes, sure. not very often, but occasionally. Right. What and about the AI version? Well, this is an AI version, so there is a newer AI version which is more cloud based, but. I don't know that I'm I'm there yet to turn, but they've just abandoned the desktop version. That like I still have a desktop version. It still works. It's still functional. Right. <clears throat> Who knows for how long? And uh, it's just like I and I don't see any notice to any. And this Calgary based company. I mean, the company that makes this stuff is Calgary based, and they just just yeah. You know, there's no announcement. Oh, we're discontinuing our desktop service. Right. That that used to happen a lot. I, maybe I don't just I don't use as many work based apps, but I used I had used something for a couple of years. I think it was called Bento Box, and it was great. It was on my iPad. I had it on my desktop, and it was one of these sort of. I can't remember if I bought it. I think I bought it. It was like a one time purchase thing, but you could. It was like a like an ERP CRM kind of at a simple level, right? Like you mm -hmm. could. Uh, put all of your contacts and link it to your email and calendar and you could put notes and, and then all of a sudden, exactly. I think they got bought out and not only did they stop like supporting it, but it became like non-functional. And I was like, you know how many hours I've put in like creating these, like I had all my projects, you could, you could use it for like a project management tool. So it was very robust, quite useful until, until <laughs> like out of the blue, gonna... it was like, yeah. And I don't know if they were bought by a competitor, but it just kind of went away. And so I've been a little bit reluctant ever since to, you know, get back into another program that's an app with that much um, involvement. Exactly. Right? Unless it's like a Microsoft or like, you know, Excel's not going anywhere, I don't think. But some of these other things, yeah, you never know when it's just going to go like, yeah, we got bought out and uh, we're gone. <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. All right. So we were going to talk about dealing with older Age, aging parents, aging, aging parents, relatives, aging I guess. relatives. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so you know, a very cheerful thing. But as you get older, um, you get to see um, older relatives age, and um, it's you know, it's difficult because as a society, we try to pretend that. Uh, we're never going to die. And um, that becomes a real problem. It means you ignore kind of stuff towards yep. the end of people's lives. Yep. And it becomes problems giving them dignity, giving them the right. support that they need, giving them, uh, well, any kind of services that they really need. And especially if you're alone, it becomes a real problem because uh, especially with today's medical system, you really need somebody to advocate for yourself and for you. And uh, if you're alone and you don't have somebody there who can help you out, um, it's tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, part of it is like, I mean, I, my background is in engineering, not in medical sciences. And uh, I mean, when I hear, I mean, different medicines and different ailments, I mean, it's just, gobbledygook to me right? sure like i have a hard time remembering the names of different drugs and yeah. all this kinds of stuff it was yeah. so it was tough when my my parents i mean I, my parents passed away a long time ago it's uh well it's be uh 
geez, it's going to be almost 30, 30 years, 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that is a long time. Yeah. My, my dad died in 92 and my dad died. My mom died in 2023 or 2023 next year, this year. No, uh, 1993. So 30 years. So they were like a year apart. Yeah. It was almost almost a year apart. Yeah. Well, yeah. my mom was, both of them were quite sick for so a while. So that's 30 now. and 31 years yeah. ago. Yeah. So and that's it, they were time. quite sick before that happened. Yeah. But more recently, we had to deal with it with uh, a number of um, uh, nonagenarians. Is that the right? They're, they were in their 90s. In their 90s, yeah. Um, we had uh, uh, Lori's aunts and uncles and uh, her dad as well. Yep. They all all passed away within about a six or seven year window yeah i remember that and um it was kind of like bang 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 yeah um now they weren't shot were they (laughs) i just want to make sure no (laughs) they were definitely not shot (laughs) but it was but each of them had a very different experience right um there were a few things that i definitely learned about that process um if you're getting to the age where you're struggling and if you you I mean if you have a house with a lot of stairs yeah that's that, not that, that's not great for um for, like a bungalow is better than a uh a story and a half or two story yeah. because those stairs, those stairs can really be a bitch when you you're yeah. having troubles getting up and down them um but uh when when you're struggling like being in a familiar place can mask a lot of uh, difficulties that you're having that you don't uh, realize sure um because you just know where everything is right you know how right. to do things it's automatic and as soon as there's change there's problems um and um finding a place a long-term care facility for somebody that needs assistance is is difficult because you really need to look for it and put your name on a waiting list beforehand yeah. Otherwise, you just get whatever they provide. And sometimes whatever they provide is nowhere near where you are because sometimes they just say, well, it'll be within like 200 kilometers of where you live. Yeah. And uh, which is a long ways. That is a long ways. Yeah. And um, and the other problem with a lot of long-term care is it doesn't provide for, I mean, you, you have a lot of couples um, uh, that have been together for a very long time. Yep. And then all of a sudden they can't live together. No, I know. I know. This is uh, maybe they have different levels of care required. Yep. Or even if they don't, if they need the same level of care, they just don't put them together. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. Um, That's difficult. Well, we are. Uh, I am staring down the barrel of this right now as we speak. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, luckily, well, luckily, uh, you know, we just spent an hour yesterday talking with a friend who, uh, an old classmate who is quite knowledgeable about the system. And that's exactly what we're talking about. My mom is not well and unlikely to return home. Um, because my dad just, you know, has been clear that he's no longer feels, um, that he can deal with it on his own. Um, and so now, but we don't really know she's still in acute care. Yesterday's conversation was around, you know, getting a hold of a discharge coordinator and starting to ask some questions about if she's not going home, which is most likely, is it uh, assisted living? Well, you need a certain level of mobility, 
you know, you need to be able to do certain things independently. And then if, if you can do that, then it's long-term care, which is more, you know, a little bit more institutional, less comfortable maybe, and a little bit more, but they have 24 seven, uh, response if something happens. So yeah, we were told likely we'll get a list of facilities and uh, go out and, uh, explore, uh, check a few out and then come back with your top three recommendations to which the question was, so you'll get into one of the top three to which the answer was no. <laughs> not likely, but you know, they do the best they can. And then, yeah, you sort of, wherever there's going to be an opening, um, particularly when you're going from the hospital, like if you can plan ahead for this, it's different, right? Um, well, she of- might wind up somewhere. I don't know. They said 200 kilometers that we were said, we were told mostly it would be within Edmonton, maybe Spruce, Stony Plain, which is still a good ways away. And then the idea is to try to get on a waiting list for a place that's closer. Right. And then, but that could take what a while. It sure <laughs> is. Well, so you're basically so, it's cool to say it, but you're basically waiting for some current resident to shuffle off before, you know, you, you get a spot. So it's, it's uh cold, hard realities, man. Well, my, uh, my wife's aunt, um, I mean, she was, she was almost 90 and she knew that she was going to need to find a care facility. So she basically went around, toured around while she was still with it and capable yeah. and, and in fact she was with it all all along right um but uh and she, she was able to get her name on a list and then when her name came up she said well, i'm not quite ready yet can you let somebody else on and put me further down the list and and um but when she was ready she was able to move in specifically to that facility see that's so that was smart yeah um yeah. that is not the case with most of my wife's relatives yeah. they basically left it to the last minute yep um the um your your colleague uh who uh had that um, Lori's uncle actually stayed in their facility yeah yeah it's a and, nice uh, it was really nice uh it wasn't particularly long and he ended up uh he ended up passing away in a uh um well waiting for a gray cup to start <laughs> Oh, is that right? So he's sitting in the common area and he passed away like right there. So, uh, at the facility, at the facility, not at the, not at the state. No, no, no. He's sitting there white watching for TV. So in a lot of ways, I mean, he was That's a huge great. great cup fan. He was, I was going to say, it's totally, it don't get better than that. No. Um, I mean, he had a lot of, uh, health issues yeah. and, um, he had, was battling with Louis body dementia, which right. is, uh, which is just, what Robin Williams had. Yeah, that's and, a pretty uh, awful, yeah. awful type uh, of dementia. There's yeah. th- there's more than one. There's several of them. Uh, most people are familiar with Alzheimer's, and dementia is not uh, is not a uh, uh, an illness you survive. So right. every dementia type of dementia will kill you. Well, and it, it, it's not, and it it will eventually kill you. Sometimes right. people die of other things first, sure. but uh, dementia is a terminal disease. <laughs> well, so is life, really, if you think of it. No, that that is true, but <laughs> dementia is like a cancer, or like it is, it is not. You don't survive dementia, right? Yeah, it's um, it it will eventually kill you. Sure. Uh, well, there's so many things that that can kill you. Well, let's talk a little bit about this idea of um, 
our 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 civilization, our societal um, avoidance of avoidance, death. not only of death, but of of uh, aging. You know, we seem to be so fixated on youth and youth culture and mm. and really i mean and this is not new i mean this is i don't know when how far this goes back i mean i think there was a time maybe 100 years ago maybe less where people still were more in touch with it right like i remember stories of you know great grandparents being they didn't have funeral homes back then necessarily in small towns and they would actually have the person arranged at the home for viewing like not even embalmed they were moving pretty quick back then right <laughs> but the family would be more intimately involved with dressing the person and i'm talking like in the 1920s 1930s well, there's some cultures that right? they do that yeah still do that and we've become so uh disconnected, disconnected systematized right it's all mm -hmm. done in hiding and i think it does a disservice because i gotta say my 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 Mother is, I think, at some level, a little bit surprised, you know, that this is where things are at. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. how can you be surprised? You've in, been in your she's, mid. She's in her mid eighties. I mean, you, yeah. you, you At that point in time, when you get into your mid eighties, the the number of years you have left are somewhat limited. Well, it goes goes even beyond that. I mean, you even think about retirement. Right. right. So um, what ends up happening is there's a lot of people who say, like, I'm going to retire when I'm 65. When I'm 65, then I'm going to travel. Yeah. I'm going to live life. And the real <laughs> the real issue associated with with um, with that, where it becomes a problem is the whole concept of, well, um, at best, that's 10 years, because when you get 75, you hit all kinds of limits for travel insurance. Right. So they won't insure you. Um, At which point I say, roll the dice, brother. <laughs> What's the worst that's going to happen? Well, I would get uh, the cyanide pill put in your mouth. My wife's uncle, my, my, my wife's <laughs> aunt and her uncle were in Turkey and they were in their late seventies. Yep. And, uh, she died at the breakfast table. She just had a heart attack. Like wow, and, and trying to get her back was tricky. Complicated. Yeah, I bet you know. I bet that's going to change with with the baby boomers. You know. Yeah, they demand they're, everything. They're going to they demand everything. And I bet insurance companies now it'll be it'll be ridiculously expensive. Well, it already is. Right, but it'll be even more ridiculously expensive. But people will. That's a market. If you're in the insurance game, that's a market, right? Because people will be like, hey. Because, you know, there are people who are still quite... Quite spry. Yeah, mobile and could go. And so I could go to Italy or wherever, even though I'm 85, and um, and would be willing to pay for that, I think, right? Well, I think so, too. But so so you you, again, you, you, leave, a, you leave retirement until at least 65. Yeah. And then you say, I'm <laughs> going to travel. And then you realize, well, that's... 10 years so do you have your top 10 places you're right gonna go exactly and uh a lot of people don't think in those terms that's true well, this is why so many millennials have abandoned that right and they're like screw it i'm living now traveling yeah. i'm not doing the corporate thing to the same level because mm -hmm. there's no more uh, uh loyalty right like people used to be able to kind of count on if you started working for a big company particularly big companies unless you really screwed up 
chances are good you could retire there but that's gone like that's decades ago like my dad was able to do that work for the same company um actually my cousin just retired he's 69 and he's one of he's got to be one of the last of the generation he worked for the same company for 46 years and you know big pension and it was a big it was the yellow pages uh, started out of university and, and worked there his whole career and rose up. But you don't see that anymore. Like that's no. just like, now companies don't even last that long anymore. Well, right? that's true. So, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, we're on a bit of a journey here and it is. Um, well, it's just a perspective thing, right? Yeah. So if you think about it, you, you mean, you know, uh, you, you think about your mortality Nobody right. gets out of this alive. This is there true. There is nobody that doesn't die. Everybody dies. So, as far as we know, <laughs> you I don't want to insult any of people who have a religious adherence who, well, who would argue with you. No, there was one. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, we respect every, everybody's beliefs here. But it's one of these things where you, uh, <coughs> you need to, um, um, I mean, most people go through their life as if they're not going to die. This is true. And um, which creates a problem when they're getting closer to it or, right. they're, or uh, you know, they leave things unsaid. They um, have relationships with people that, uh, that um, they let f falter or splinter. Yeah. And then I can't it's fix them in time. Manana. Tomorrow, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, so my dad's best friend, he lived to be about 92, had a roommate for about 50 years. And um, so the two of them as roommates, there was about a 10-year difference in age between the two. Okay. And um, they, um, you know, they just got used to hanging out with each other and providing each other companies and dealing with each other's quirks. Right. Kind of like in some respects, a married couple, but they were never a married couple. And um, the, uh, so when he died, um, his roommate was kind of left alone. Sure. His main friend uh, passed away. His yep. um, didn't have a lot of other friends because sure. they had similarly passed away. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, I, you know, I, I, you know, I call him every few weeks. Um, but it's, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm a long ways away. I mean, he lives in Montreal and I right. live in Edmonton. Yeah. And um, if something were to go wrong, I, I'm not sure what to do. I mean, there was times Doesn't when. Doesn't he have a sister, you said? His sister, but she's also like in her 80s. Yeah. And, and she lives in Hamilton. So okay. Well, that's not, not yeah, not you're not close. No. Um, and, um, you know, it's kind of tricky trying to trying to trying to think like it's difficult when one of the curses of getting old is you get to see all your friends die yeah right and that's a that's a hard thing to deal with <laughs> and as you get older your world tends to shrink and the circle of friends you have tends to not expand as much unless that's you true. have some ability to interact or get involved with younger people that's right you gotta but you gotta go out of your way right so i i you've probably heard the the, the latin phrase momento mori no i haven't okay so momento mori is in a moment death or something like that. i don't know the exact translation but in ancient rome 
uh, senators and 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 people who were sort of of high station would have a servant who would follow them around. Like this would be like generals, senators, right? And would whisper to them, "Momento mori," which is a reminder: only a man, only only immortal, right? And it was a it was a way of humbling yourself and understanding. Uh, so I think Cicero wrote about this, which was this idea of no matter what your triumphs, always keep in mind that someday it's all going to come to to pass, right? And it just kept kept them grounded. So I've I've I found that very powerful. Uh, I mean, do you, certainly, do you have a servant. That I don't, but I sometimes will just uh, whisper it to myself. It's cheaper that way. Right? <laughs> Look in the mirror. And I have this I have this mental image too of a, like a like the barrel of a revolver, right? So like every time a generation passes away, like your grandparents die and click, you know, and now my parents are getting to that age where then suddenly it's like, click. And it's like, okay, man, I'm, you know, we're next in the, uh, in Russian roulette. We're next in the barrel, baby. Oh, wow. Um, very funny story. Very super chipper. quick. Though. This is very chipper. This <laughs> very funny story though. You're talking about people who are unwilling or sort of resistant to the idea of, of, you know, mortality. Right. Mm -hmm. I once had a client, um, family business and we were doing, uh, we were doing some exit planning work. This is quite a few years ago. And, you know, one of the standard you're going through and you're looking at all of their arrangements and leases. And, and one of the things that often comes into play is life insurance, right? You can use that very strategically. And so I asked the CFO who was the mom of the family, uh, whether the CEO, i.e. the dad, had life insurance. And when I'm missing a beat, she said, no, he doesn't believe in it. And I was like, what? Like, he doesn't believe it exists? Or she's like, no, no, he he, he thinks, why, why would I want to bet against myself? And I was <laughs> like, you know, he is aware that this is like a sure bet, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, at some point. But yeah, no, the guy had refused to consider life insurance because he felt that somehow mystically this would, I guess, hasten things. And I was like, there are a lot of people who think like that. Oh yeah. Don't you know? go to the doctor because they'll find something wrong with right. you. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't uh, plan your, your uh, departure off this mortal coil or you will be departing uh, the whole thing. Like, uh, so I had a, uh, my godfather uh, refused to talk about anything related to to death because you just gave him the heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies, right? Not, yeah. And, I mean, he ended up having dementia. Again, he was alone. Oh, and, man. Um, yeah, he had some. So he... <laughs> He had, he told some whoppers too. So he was, uh, he would go, he hated being in the hospital. So they'd say, uh, so we can't release you. And, you know, unless there's somebody to release you. And he says, oh, it's my wife and child. They'll come pick me up. We'll be fine. Just, just charge me into, uh, okay, sure. No problem. He didn't have a wife and child. <laughs> like it's just that kind of stuff. And right. he just, um, so did he die alone? He died alone. Yeah. Oh, wow. He died alone. He had, um, they're pretty sure he had Alzheimer's. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, some of these stories and, you know, when people pass, if you don't spend time with them learning their stories, yeah. um, they just, they're just gone. And some yeah. people have crazy interesting stories, I know, especially, I know. uh, especially their earlier generations, because things were a lot harder. That's true. And, um, a lot weirder. I mean, like, uh, so this, 
so uh, Richard, who's this uh, my uh, my dad's best friend's roommate, okay, that I call yep. all the time, and he uh, he he was born in Calgary. He yep. left Calgary when he was sixteen, hopped on a train t- to New York, right? Just that, that's what he did, <laughs> and um, he uh, answered a an art uh, an ad posted in the New York Times, right? For a they wanted a boy to basically work for this count in Paris, in France, in the south of France. So he went to be a driver. So he went to be a driver in the south of France. There was. Uh, what year would this have been like in the 30s well so he's 85 86 now and he would have been so, so this is, no uh, this has been in the early 40s 70 right? years ago yeah. yeah so wow and uh he went fascinating he um you know and uh he's like polishing the car and all this stuff and then the the count realized you don't know how to drive, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't. So they actually said, but well, we really like you. So uh, we'll send you to uh, Cordon Bleu and become a Cordon Bleu chef. Wow. So he's a Cordon Bleu chef, kind of like Julia Child. And, uh, um, and, uh, and, you know, he lived there and got, you know, taste for um, the finer things. Sure. And uh, so he was there for quite a number of years. That's and then amazing. He, yeah. And so he's got these stories mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. Yep. Like, like if you go into his apartment, his apartment is full of these antiques from the Count. So right. it's like he's got like a 16th century Louis the 14th or whatever uh, armoire. And this wow. thing is amazing to look at. And, uh, but, you know, yeah. And he's got painting sure like for the longest time he would just uh, every time he wanted to go on a cruise he'd just sell a painting like an auction house through <laughs> ah and, i love that and this guy, uh, you can make a movie about the guy like this i know and, right? and this thing so i listen to these stories <laughs> Netflix i'm just, special i'm just amazed episode. and you know it, and one of these days it's just gonna be it's gonna be gone he's gonna yeah. be gone well you know that's the thing unfortunately my 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 parents and i think a lot of older people are like this really reluctant to talk about the past yeah. like we've asked for stories and and so if you if you do have someone in your life who is willing and i there's a thing now you can i well, see it advertised right? legacy yeah so where they will it. well they did that for um i have friends who got that done for right. um, their um their mother and uh, it was really good because she ended up passing like within a couple of years after that. Yeah. So they have this, this, this quite, you know, they're not super high tech or fancy, but they're basically like a, a video. Uh, it's a video of their story. Right. So what do you think of this idea that reasonably quickly, I don't know if you'll be able to upload your consciousness. We're, we're a ways away from that, but they're saying that they will be able to, create a hyper-realistic avatar mm-hmm. of like AI will go and they will scour everything they can find on, on let's say you, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't know, maybe you'll fill in some forms or whatever, but it'll check, like read every email, everything you've ever sent. And it will create then a, as realistic as possible, digital avatar mm-hmm. of you yeah. that you're, uh, relatives can go could go into VR space and interact with 
and say like, hi, Mark. And you'd be like, hey, how are you? And because it will have filling in the blanks of your personality, they'll be able to have a conversation with it. I think that's kind of wild on one dimension, but I think it's kind of creepy on another. I, I, I think, when I think about it, I think, will this further us again, another way of avoiding the concept of, of death because people will be like, eh, no big deal. We'll just upload, you know, grandma into the old VR headset and interact with her, uh, same it, way we did. Right? But is it going to be, is it going to be, uh, like you're interacting with grandma or you're interacting with an AI representation of grandma? Well, so then basically like <laughs> where it's kind of like these deep fakes where yeah, uh, right. um, they'll respond uh, like a chat GPT that thinks they're your grandma. Yeah. Well, listen, this is uh yeah, it won't be a consciousness. I mean, may maybe that's possible. We don't know. This is sort of sad to say, or a little bit mean, but there are a lot of old people with whom for whatever reason, interactions are pretty limited, right? <laughs> like maybe they should be. they become somewhat scripted yeah. so to be honest i have some older relatives who if you had a very sophisticated ai that learned a script it'd be pretty much the same interaction right how are yeah. you how are the kids how's school right then anecdote about them and then and some then some story yeah, from when they were young. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you could you could fairly easily recreate that experience. <laughs> uh, Let's go visit grandma. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, grandma is Chat GPT. Could grandma. you tell the difference? <laughs> she looks like grandma. <laughs> Sounds like grandma. Actually, a little bit more organized in her thoughts than grandma. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> can write your uh your uh, essay for for if you ask the question right right grandma tell me about the war well in 1942 yeah the... exactly so anyhow anyhow uh so where are we going with this where are we going with this i i think the thing is is uh it's really useful to um think about your mortality yes plan out aspects. every day well maybe not every day think about it every now plan and then. out some uh some things that you want to accomplish right um and don't wait forever to try and do it don't keep putting things off i mean what sure. ends up happening Hope for the best plan for the worst what ends up happening is uh, a lot of people plan that they're going to retire at 65 and then don't really consider the fact that your health concerns are going to be different when you're at 65 yeah. than when you're 45. Right. And uh, so um, it's important to try and find a way to take advantage when you're you're healthier and yep. uh, dealing with less chronic illnesses. True. And um, lighten up too. Yeah. And Don't if you have the small stuff, if you have a bucket list, start finding a way to check it off. That's right. Uh, and <laughs> once you're, you, once you're near the kick the bucket list, uh, you need to, uh, I mean, it's really good, especially for housing to plan ahead. Um, right. Like not, not leave everything to the last minute because basically yeah. that not making a decision is a type yeah. of decision. That's true. So as soon as your kids buy a house, you go, you visit, you start you say, where's my room. You start measuring out for drapes. That's what the hell are you doing, dad? Oh. Well, you know. <laughs> my, my we don't want to leave we don't want to leave my anything bed in to this chance. corner here yeah. that's the living well room. i'm a lot older than my wife and so uh statistically speaking um she's gonna be taking care of you well i might be gone before she is so right 
we'll see. You never know. There you go. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so on that happy note, what media have you been consuming? <laughs> well, I watched the end of Dark. Ooh, definitely a show worth watching. Yeah, very much so. Awesome. It is super complicated, um, and in fact, there is, um, and I don't recommend it early uh, in the series, but um, towards the end of the series um there is um you can go so because this is a show that shows um a character at different stages in life and don't they travel through time as well there is a time travel component right. that's important but it's all in one lifetime they don't go back to like the 17th century and that kind of stuff yeah they go back but not that far okay right and it's uh it's really complicated and it's yeah. not explained and it's uh, it's pretty wild i have to say uh but there is uh but the same character so and there's these 33 year jumps okay okay uh, and i'm not really giving a spoiler although it's a little tiny bit of a spoiler but there's these 33 year jumps so um so you'll see uh, you'll see uh characters at 33 years apart in wow age. okay and 33 years is a fair amount of time actually it's a fair amount yeah. of time and what they have is they have different actors playing the same character, character. that's what you're saying there. and they do a really good job of trying to make it clear that this character right. this actor is this character and that this actor is also right. this character um, but it gets confusing because there isn't a single protagonist. There is, it's like an ensemble cast. Right. And sometimes these characters show up and you go like, which, who is that? Who guy? is that? Who is that guy? And they intentionally, a couple of them, oh. they intentionally don't tell you right away. So it takes a while to figure it out. Right. And, um, super interesting. Cool. How many, how many episodes in this series? Or the show? Uh, well, they're on season three. I just watched season one. Okay. But towards the end of season one, you can go and you can get like a face map, which basically oh, will show you which character is who and how are they related to Whoa. one another. And that becomes, that in and of itself is quite hmm. interesting. So um, fascinating. Right. Fascinating show. Super complicated. I do not recommend spending a lot of time away from it and coming back because you'll, you'll, you'll lose, the, be, thread. You'll lose yeah. the thread interesting um we kind of did that and had to go back and watch a few episodes right. to get back up to speed but, yeah uh, yeah um what else i watched i watched the you know you know i never really got into the clone Wars stuff for star wars but i i have been watching the bad batch which i quite like i've heard it's good it's pretty good it's yeah. uh it's a different although same animation style same animation style but uh, and i don't know if there's more dropping as we go along but uh uh, there's only five episodes in the second season whereas the first one had like 10 or 12 interesting i'm not sure yeah either there's more coming or i missed something yeah they could be doing a split yeah i haven't been watching much i i so many things going on i've actually sort of been in a bit of a retro mood so i have uh, started watching barney miller Oh, which, really? Uh, yeah, I have the complete series uh, series on DVD, which my son watched a few years ago and really liked. And it's one of my favorite. I realized in watching it that I became a musician 
uh, and got into drumming because of the theme music to Bernie Miller. It's really? funky jazz. And I remember being a kid and going, holy smokes, is that cool, right? What a groove. And uh, so I'm really enjoying it. It's like 1975. So it's it's an amazing... Oh, yeah. The, you know, Bad Batch is definitely... They're dropping it. Okay. It's like a one-room... You know, for the most part, it's almost like a play, right? Because we almost have like ninety nine percent of the show is in that one squad room, and it's just wild to see. There's no computers, there's no fax machine. You know, That's this right. is like in a time when. There's Nobody has any. They got phones they on the phones desks, and that's with with about with it. wires. That yeah, can, there's no uh, cell phones. Yeah, so it's uh, I, I'm enjoying that because it's just brain candy, and uh, but there's a bunch of series that I want to start. Uh, I'm thinking peripheral. The Last of Us I'm hearing is phenomenal, and I love the game, but I'm just holding off. It's got too much on my plate right now, and I want to really be able to. Well, I don't have Crave. Enjoy and it. In Canada, you have to watch it. Yeah, on Crave. Yeah, um, Crave turns out is one of our favorite. My wife, in particular, because of all the RuPaul stuff. Okay. We we yeah, Crave is good. Um, HBO like a lot of HBO stuff pops up on Crave. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, there is uh, so Picard is coming up. Yes. The new Mandalorian season. Yes. Um, uh, uh, the new Ant Man in new theaters Ant-Man is, is coming in the seventeenth. Yeah. And so, as of today, Wakanda Forever is available on Disney on Plus. Disney Plus. Um, I've already seen it. So. Yeah. So I, although I missed part of it, the, I was so tired that night. I missed part of the middle and people are like, Oh, that whole six sequence when she's in Atlantis. And I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> she went it. to Atlantis. Damn it. So I'm going to have to it was rewatch critical. it. Apparently no wonder the end didn't really make that much sense to me. Like, huh? What's going on? But uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. So, um, what else? Uh, I started watching this um, this thing called um, Fire of Love. Oh yeah, which huh. is <laughs> go on. <laughs> uh, it's a documentary. Should we Google it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it is a film. Um, it's a documentary uh, that follows the 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 life and careers of two volcanologists, Katya and Maurice craft they're french uh-huh and um it's uh it's super interesting are they dead i believe they died um they died in 1991 in a so volcano in a volcano wow <laughs> who could have foreseen <laughs> so it's uh it, it's got quite the reviews it's I... even been nominated for oscar interesting so I'm. Uh, I started watching it. I haven't finished it. It's. It looks really fascinating. Yeah. So I'm looking. For, yeah. That. That. I'm and a looking lot forward of the, to hearing a lot from of the it. footage is from them. I so bet it's their own. I mean, they went and they they went to. There were the, the only couple Vulc, of, of volcanologist couple that they knew. Yeah. And uh, they went everywhere. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. I imagine they had an interesting social life. <laughs> At, at dinner parties. It was fiery. It was hard right. to... Occasionally, uh, they would erupt. It might have been hard to relate to people. Uh, yes, I'm an accountant. And my wife is a stay-at-home mother. What about you folks? Oh, we're volcanologists. We're volcanologists. We travel to explosive mountains. Yeah. yeah. I bet they heard a lot of, uh, oh, volcanologists, live long and prosper. <laughs> yeah, never, never. We never heard that one before. No. 
<laughs> um anyway so lots of stuff going on uh lots of new things coming up uh yeah quite looking forward to the mandalorian yes um oops bo katan is in it and uh yeah and, uh, they go to mandalore does I, and, I'm, uh, I, I'm I'm glad that they brought Grogu back and that they didn't, you know, they had that little side thing with Luke, but apparently that didn't take. And now, right, moving so, on. Yeah, so it should be good. Okay, let's uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up. And... So things are happening, you know, on my end. <sighs> a little, a lot of uncertainty, you know, but we'll uh, we'll see where we're at in a week, I guess. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. Take care. Take yeah. care of yourself. Try not to die the next week, and, <laughs> but keep it all in perspective too. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. Bye.